Parshas Chayesara begins with Avram Avinu returning from the Akedah, and he's faced with a terrible tragedy, the untimely death of his wife Sarah. The Pasik says, V'yavay Avram, and Avram came, Lispoid Sarah Ulef Kaisa. He came to Sarah's funeral to eulogize her and to cry over her. If we look into the Sefer Torah, we see that the letter Ka from the word Ulef Kaisa is written in a small undersized script. Why is it written with a small kaf? The Balaturim explains because Avram didn't cry excessively over her passing. So if that's the case, why is the letter kaf small? The word of koisa is from the word bechi, to cry. Then the base should have been small. Why the kaf? To find the answer, let's look at the letter which was shrunken, the letter kaf. Take that away and then look at the rest of the word. The remaining letters configure lebesa, to her house. What does that mean? The reason Avram did not cry too much over her death is because even though he loved Sarah very much, they went through so much together as a couple. They were even in the care of business together. And there was such a strong bond between the two. Nevertheless, Avram minimized the cough and focused on the rest of the letters. Lebesa, her home. Sarah built a model home for Klal Yisrael. She built a home where every Jewish mother throughout history can emulate. Avram realized the reason Hashem took her away early is because she already accomplished her mission on this world. Sarah was and always will be the mother of Kal Yisrael, affectionately known throughout history as Sarah Imenu, the founding matriarch of the Jewish people. And that brought tremendous consolation to Avram Avinu. And that's why he didn't cry excessively over her death. And perhaps this same concept is also what comforted Yitzchak Avinu, Sarah's only son. Sarah passes away suddenly and Yitzchak is shattered. He's lonely and heartbroken. Then Rivka comes into his life and the Pasik says, And finally Yitzchak is consoled. Why only now? Rashi says, because Rivka reminded him of his mother Sarah. When Sarah was alive, Every Erev Shabbos, when Sarah lit the candles, it miraculously stayed lit until the following Erev Shabbos. But when she passed away, that miracle stopped. Now when Rivka joined the family, the miracle of the candle returned. What specifically about a lit candle reminded Yitzchak of his mother? Why not because Rivka made the same potato kugel, or she ironed his shirts the same way, or she made him the same favorite dessert? What's the significance of Ner Daluk? The idea is, Ner is a metaphor. When you turn off the light, all the items in the room are still there. But since it's not visible and you can't take advantage of its benefits, therefore you can't appreciate it. But when we turn on the light and we see all the items we possess, only then do we realize all the blessings we have in our life. When we are oblivious to the blessings that Hashem bestows on us, that's equivalent to sitting in a dark room. That's why we light candles on Shabbos. A whole week we run around and we're busy and we're hassled. There's also a deep sense of despair. A person is constantly thinking of the items that they lack. I want to expand my summer home, upgrade my phone, buy a new car, go on vacation. And we don't have the time to appreciate what we do have. Then finally Shabbos comes around and we light candles and the proverbial light goes on. Shabbos is from the word Shevas, the sit. We're not in the rat race anymore. 
we finally have a chance to sit down around the Shabbos table with our family and have an opportunity to evaluate and contemplate the blessings we have in our life. When Yitzchak saw the miracle of Ner Dolak of his wife Rivka, he understood that his mother Sarah had already accomplished her mission on this world, and she passed the baton, she passed on this concept of Labesa, the model Jewish home, to the next generation, and that is what consoled him. Last Shabbos, during the Project Inspire Shabbos project, I heard an unbelievable story. There was a couple from Lakewood that was expecting their eighth child. They had seven girls. This story goes back about 30 years ago, before cell phones, before EasyPass. The husband gets a call on his pager, it's time to go. They get into the car, and there's terrible traffic right before the toll booth. He sees that all the way on the right is an emergency lane. He cuts across all the lanes, takes the emergency lane, and speeds off. A minute later, he hears a siren from a police car. He gets pulled over. He tells the officer, my wife is about to give birth. The officer says, follow me. He clears the way for them all the way into Manhattan. They arrive to the hospital just in the nick of time. And Mazel Tov, she gives birth. And she has a, you guessed it, her eighth girl. The next morning, he's driving back to Lakewood. He pulls up to the toll booth and he tells the woman there, I'd like to pay $6 for two fears. And she tells him, so what was it? And he says, what was what? Did your wife have a boy or a girl? And he's stunned. And he says, it was a girl, but how did you know? And she tells him something so incredible. Last night when the officer came back from escorting you, he gathered us and he told us, in the next 24 hours or so, there will be a Jewish man going back south and he will ask to pay for two fears. When that happens, ask him, was it a boy or a girl? That's why I asked you. Mika Amchi Israel. Which other nation in the world can the officers say that about? Lebesa. Sora's legacy and integrity. She passed down the model home to the model nation. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.